and welcome to As It Comes, life from a musician's point of view. I'm Davina, I'm a freelance cellist based in London and slightly older than before. It was my birthday a week ago and probably the strangest birthday I've ever had, seeing as we're in the midst of lockdown. I remember chatting to Tara Minton a few episodes ago. This was in episode 15. Check it out. She spoke about how she makes sure she doesn't work on her birthday. Surely one of the blessings of being a freelancer is being able to choose when you work. So before the lockdown, I was looking forward to my Friday birthday. I'd blocked the day out. I was expecting Mark and I would probably go out for a nice meal and spend the day together. My last three birthdays I've had I've spent overseas, either in New Zealand or in Greece. So I was looking forward to a London birthday for a change and spending it with my friends, providing they were free. It's no surprise now that I found not only myself, but all my mates completely free from work with absolutely nowhere to go. Normally, if that many freelance musicians were free on the same night, you'd go to the pub, right? And people would go on about what a miracle it was that everyone could get together. Oh, how nice. And there's always one person who says, oh, well, I'm free, but that's because I've got no work. (laughs) But with all the pubs and venues closed and everyone having to stay at home with no work to get in the way, there was only one thing for it. The Zoom birthday party. It's very hard. I love it. But it's also fist-bitingly frustrating at the same time. I love that I can see all my friends at once. I'm not such a fan of the shouty nature of it all. It's like pass the parcel, but with talking. My brain was throbbing and my cheeks sore, both from smiling as well as clenching my teeth in despair. Do you notice that every time you reach the 40-minute group session limit, you lose a few more people each time you resume? Oh, right, that's my cue to leave this bizarre social situation. I mean, fair enough. And... It just makes me want to dedicate special catch-up times with those you feel like you didn't get to talk to properly in the group. Speaking of Zoom parties, my conversation this episode was recorded remotely via the magic of Zoom and features Rob and Verity Simmons. They're a husband and wife, violin, cello, duo of magnificence, the masterminds behind the Estilo String Quartet, and we caught up late one night with glasses of wine on both sides. Sound quality might be a bit funny at times due to the nature of a Zoom call, but that aside, we had a lovely catch-up. Have a listen. There we are. Lovely. Thanks so much for joining me on my very first remote podcast recording, Rob and Verity. And congratulations because you are the first podcast that I've ever conducted with a glass of wine in my hand and also in my pajamas. So ah! congratulations. Oh, I'm really pleased. We're honored. <laughs> yeah, we are honored. <laughs> it's a pleasure. Rob's got his slippers on. Oh, lovely. Yeah. I think you're probably my first <laughs> podcast guest I've had who's been wearing slippers. <laughs> That's excellent. I'm pleased to be. Yeah. First time for everything. So it's been a crazy week, obviously, and we don't need to say why, but what have you guys been up to this week? This is, I think this is, is this week two of kind of relative lockdown? Yeah. Or is this week, week one? Maybe no, we're sort two. of in week one. It's number two. You know what? Mm. It feels like, I described this to somebody recently as being like shit Christmas because it's that thing where there's no, you've got no concept of what day it is. 
and uh, it's like between Christmas and New Year. So that's yeah. basically what it's been like for me since I had this really fateful, because um, our orchestra were playing at, was supposed to be playing at the Opera House a couple of weeks ago. And that was kind of where it all became really real for me because we turned up knowing that things were, were likely to be cancelled. And then um, we were all tuned up, ready to play for a rehearsal. And then the director of our orchestra came up and said, it's too dangerous to be here. Just go, go home, basically. So it's kind of like that was a real frog in the throat sort of moment where you realise that this was pretty serious. Mm-hmm. Whereas before that, it, I'd felt a bit detached from it. Yeah, I, since then, well, I've just been at home doing quite a few different bits, but <laughs> yeah. obviously the world's kind of stopped in a, in a way. It is, I agree. It is like that weird period in between Christmas where you don't know what day it is. Also, in terms of the eating and the snacking, because yeah. I find myself just eating because there's not really a hell of a lot else to do to stop me from doing that. It's funny yeah. you should say that because I'm sat here with a bowl of of mini chocolate eggs, which, <laughs> I mean, I don't need them. Eaten plenty of meals today, but I can't <laughs> but, stop. But you know, you're getting into the Easter spirit nice and early because that's the thing. Easter's like next week or something, but I don't really feel like I'm in the right frame of mind for it. No, no, no. Absolutely not. Yeah. We've got in fact this is like full on festive season for us because we've had I was forty on Monday. Oh, Happy birthday. Yeah, thanks. Um, and then it's our wedding anniversary. Then it's Rob's birthday. So literally, and Rob's going to be 42, by the way. Haha. Oh. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, all of this time we planned so many exciting things we were going to do. So, yeah, it was, it was an exciting time. Yeah. Socially, big party and, uh, and playing wise as well, really. But yeah, it's all changed. What about you? What have you been up to? Oh, gosh. Well, I mean, it's my birthday this week as well. Actually, I need to figure out the timeline because it's Verity's birthday on Monday. When is your birthday, Rob? Mine's the 14th. The 14th. I'm I'm, I'm quite quite a lot younger. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Whereas mine is on Friday on the 3rd. So it's just big birthday times. But obviously, we're getting used to this weird concept of lockdown birthdays and celebrating virtually um, in our own homes. There is a plus side to that, though, because there's no travel time. After hanging out with people, you just roll straight into bed, which I quite like. We found it's quite dangerous, actually, for the amount you'd consume. <laughs> Obviously, none of us have got any real income coming in, but life feels pretty cheap because you're not taking the car anywhere, you're not driving anywhere. You're just, just kind of uh, drinking at home. So, yeah, we had a couple of dangerous nights on Zoom last week, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The old yeah. Uh, lockdown hangover. <laughs> Yeah. So I imagine you guys are in the same boat as all of us as musicians are. Not much income, not any income, as you mentioned before. And you guys run your Estilo Quartet business. And coming up to that busy season, usually of weddings in summer. Luckily, though, weddings tend to get postponed rather than cancelled. So what are you doing to keep your clients happy, but also stay afloat? Well, personally, like I should say, like I've, I think I'm one of the lucky ones because I'm still getting paid for my orchestra. Yeah. But, so I do feel quite lucky. But yeah, it's quite a scary time. But yeah, with quartet, I was almost more concerned about that because um, I've always thought with our string quartet, that's the one thing I've got control over, absolute control over, in that, you know, it's up to us to kind of generate that business and um, get those bookings coming in and that sort of thing. But I've always thought that was quite a, a safety net. But in many ways, that's been the thing that's just been taken from under us. 
But yeah, to be honest, I thought that it might be the saving grace of this summer because I thought that maybe naively, I thought that weddings would carry on mm. and that the government wouldn't lock down to that extent. So maybe like a private party with 100 people would carry on. I thought this would be like, for us string players, this would be like a bit of a lifeline through the summer. But obviously that's not to be. But I've been really impressed because our couples on the whole have been really pragmatic about it because it's a difficult one, really, because I've got to protect us and also the 20, 30 people that might be playing for us this summer. But obviously be sensitive to them and the fact that their like dream wedding is gone tits up. Oh, but, but they've all been pretty pragmatic, really. So we're just going to, you know, have a bumper autumn, essentially. I think that's the way, it, that's the way it's looking. It's going to be a really busy autumn. And um, next summer, as long as nothing else happens, it's going to be quite good. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe that means less playing outside in the sun. So yeah. Not necessarily. Yeah. It, could be, it could be ideal for, for everyone. Really. Yeah. Bring cool. on the Halloween. Uh, Halloween weddings are us. Oh, yeah. see, that's kind of nice, isn't it? Because yeah. It's, it's got a certain charm to it. You're right. What we have done, you see, um, so I guess, um, like I'm dealing with couples and that sort of thing who are uh, moving their wedding days and that sort of thing, and they're kind of um, tentatively getting in touch with us and they're probably being let down by a lot of suppliers. A lot of suppliers are pulling out of weddings before the venues are and that sort of thing. We weren't doing that. We were quite keen to, you know, intrepid musicians, like we'll, we'll go until we're told we're not allowed kind of thing. That was part of the reason like, what we started doing these last couple of weeks with these um, like online going online with Facebook live and Instagram stories, Instagram live and that sort of thing is partly been to kind of reassure those people, I guess, and just kind of up our presence a bit. Cause I guess we've got a bit lackadaisical about quartet. Hmm. Do you think Verity? Yeah, I think so. I mean, in a way it sort of forced our hand, hasn't it? So as social media wise, we hadn't done that much had we recently so so this has been in it's like a little impetus in a way so we've been doing these concerts from our living room and they (laughs) (laughs) they started before we were on full lockdown when we were in that weird period of time where consoles were closing venues were closing but we were sort of still free more or less to go around our daily lives uh that was why so we started meeting for little chamber just playing chamber music and just enjoying that and then doing going live with these concerts. Um, yeah, because actually it was um, Glesney Roberts that got in touch with us because we were sort of having a, a whinge to each other about everything changing so rapidly or whatever. And it's funny because, as you know, when you're playing loads, you sort of yearn for a day off. Mm-hmm. But suddenly, when all we could see ahead of us were days off, yeah. I don't know, something really changed. So we started mm. really missing meeting Huge people, content, yeah. playing totally. chamber music. And it, like you can't see any of that ahead. And suddenly, like obviously, it's horrific, but it's been a real kind of validation of my career choice in some ways. Because yeah. it's been like the one thing I've been missing has been chamber music and even orchestras and things and just meeting with people, the social side, but just like that need to play. Mm. Yeah. So that's so we met with just the idea, like one afternoon with Sarah Chapman and Glesney Roberts, just with the idea of um, spending the afternoon playing through some random quartets. So we did start like quite classically and just play through some quartets. But then I suppose being slightly uh, like always having a slight eye on the commercial, like we decided to just go live. Yeah. Did some quartet stuff. And it must have just captured the imagination because people were just starting to work from home or whatever. And we were getting loads of messages and it was kind of like a real buzz about it. And it kind of made us feel, get that little bit of adrenaline back and, you know, really enjoy playing again. You're still performing, aren't you? And you're reassuring your clients that, yes, we still exist because there's so much in this industry that relies on being seen, basically. 
And now under these circumstances where no one is seen, you have to do the thing that makes you visible, but in this completely weird way that is not super familiar to us. Yeah. Do you think this is something that you'll keep doing after lockdown? You'll keep doing your isolation sessions? Well, I think we'll definitely do something similar because I, I think prior to this, there's a real self-conscious, well, I certainly have a self-conscious feeling about sort of putting yourself out there, especially in like live broadcasts and things, unless you feel like you've really prepared. I mean, and done a lot of work. I think we would have been really worried about just doing that so regularly because you'd agonize about the preparation we should have done. And and obviously these are quite ad hoc because we also have uh, a a 10 year old and a, a seven year old at home who, you know, we're loosely homeschooling, <laughs> very loosely. So yeah, so it's obviously quite last minute, these performances. But now that we've done it and got a bit of a taste for it, I think it's actually such a great thing. I think we can yeah. definitely keep it going. I've always been drawn to the like seat of your pants type of performance, in, especially in chain music. You know, like I've always enjoyed those concerts where either through money or through time or just like <laughs> being disorganized, you've just kind of had to... Um, really make it work on not enough rehearsal. I've always found that a thrill. And so that's basically what we're doing. So we're like, sometimes on the day, but more like the day before, we'll start thinking what we're going to do for the next isolation session. And for us, it's be, well, it's down to the two of us now, obviously, because we can't, we can't get anyone to come around to the house to play. So it's been a bit of a challenge repertoire wise, but also like I've, we've sort of become a bit uh, freer in front of the camera, I think, and started doing things, um, trying new stuff out like so the other day we um you can do this great thing on instagram live where you invite someone to come and play or or, you know it goes split screen or whatever so we had uh millie ashton play some bach from down on a farm in east sussex and we had a friend of ours who we've not seen for like a good couple of years actually play um some bach on the harpsichord because it was bach's birthday yesterday and and we got rick evans didn't we from the bbc scottish Mm. to come and play some viola i just really love that opportunity to kind of drop in on people and that sort of thing. We've got some people from Oz on Friday. Oh, from uh, Australia. Yes. Oh, Katie good. Burke and her husband, they're going to do a lovely duet for us. Yeah, oh, we're on at cool. nine. So for them, I think she's, she, it's about 7am, isn't it? Yeah. So, oh, yeah. that's early. Yeah. A breakfast gig for her. That's yeah. kind of weird time difference. But I think that's the thing. Everyone is being a lot more spontaneous now because we're forced to. And we have to work within the constraints of the technology that's available to us. I mean, I think I can relate in the same way that I never would have considered doing a remote podcast recording before. Because again, like you, I'd be like, oh, I need to make sure I'm really, really prepared and everything. But now with Zoom, you just literally press record and fingers crossed, it actually works. But, (laughs) you know, (laughs) in a way, I think we have to celebrate that it's brought a lot of people closer together Hmm. even though we are separated literally in isolation in our separate houses. And that's a really, really nice thing. I definitely feel like this lockdown period, in many ways, we've made more effort to socialise with people, haven't we? Hmm. And actually to sort of check in on people. And I think that it's really shown the power of social media. Like it's not often that you you're, that people are talking about social media as a power of good, is it? Hmm. But this is really happening. Yeah, exactly. People are becoming more aware of each other based on how much activity you see them make on social media, whereas it used to not really be so much like that before. At least, you know, you can use it, as you say, to check in on on people. 
One thing I wanted to say about your isolation sessions. So I dropped in on one of your ones you did last week. It was the one where um, Rick played the viola. Oh, yeah. And what I loved about it is that I felt like I was watching a performance, but I was making and eating my lunch at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) And in a way, it's kind of ruined me for concerts in the future because (laughs) I I can't make my lunch. I can't eat my lunch when I go to a concert (laughs) hall. (laughs) So... (laughs) I'm really, really hoping that you guys keep it up because I like eating and listening to you oh, guys yeah. play. Me too. It's, de- uh, it's the yeah. way forward, isn't it? It's quite good. Yeah. A lunchtime concert is always a good thing, isn't it? Actually, I think the two o'clock thing has been working quite well. Mm-hmm. And it's probably that time of the day where people that are working from home that have got proper jobs, unlike us guys, <laughs> um, they're probably just getting to that point post-lunch where they just want to knock off for a bit and they like slope onto Facebook or Instagram. It's probably like the perfect time. They don't even need to leave the office in a way. It's even more convenient, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I suppose, like, Davina, you did South Bank, what, how many good few years Uh, after? Yeah, I did 2013. Okay. Mm. We were, what were we? 2004. Ah! Okay, just a a few years. Yeah. I mean, I suppose South Bank kind of did that rush hour concert thing yeah so i do quite like the way that you if you if you're fitting a concert into people's travel or into people's lunch hour and that sort of thing it can be quite a nice thing mm. so yeah yeah i'm all for that you know it's always interesting to move forward with things like especially with quartet we're always talking about what can we do next to make it interesting what how can we keep it interesting keep it fresh keep it fun so you know we've started doing the yoga quartet yeah. with live yoga and things which was a you know, really exciting, but it's lovely to have this feeling of it constantly evolving. And, yeah. and this is just kind of another, another string yeah. to it now, really. Actually, I guess. the whole the yoga community, like they are really embracing this online. Yeah, thing. I yeah. mean, you can do everything. I mean, there's just so many options and that kind of thing. But it's obviously a little bit more studied and serious. I mean, a lot of them will be in a really nice studio and that sort of thing. Um, and I thought about that initially because I thought um, about putting something on through Eventbrite so people were paying and it was a proper concert, you know, being a bit more serious about it. But then just because we had a quartet in our living room, which doesn't happen all that often, and we just decided to go live, something about that informality and that lo-fi kind of winging it thing, inviting people Mm -hmm. into your living room and just kind of going for it. Like, I don't think I'd want to be more professional than that, doing this kind of thing. It's just, um, I think it's nice to kind of just lay yourself out there and, um, what's and all kind of uh, performance. Yeah. I mean, we've been doing this thing at the end of ours, which is buymeacoffee.com because we felt a bit, it didn't feel quite right. Well, it didn't feel right to make it a really formal ticket buying concert scenario. It just felt a bit much, but we thought, especially at first when it was so uncertain, when we didn't know what was going to happen with the government, whether they were going to be giving money, you know, whether there was going to be a thing for self-employed people or not. We thought we'd just do it as a, like a sort of cheeky option if people wanted to donate. They could, but they didn't have to. It felt a bit more comfortable yeah. than, than doing a formal... Buymeacoffee.com is a, a sweet site. Actually, yeah. If you've yeah. Looked at it. But it's just purely for creative types. So like um, someone can be watching at home and just log on and it's literally like buy one coffee or buy up to five coffees. And it's like, I don't know, three quid a coffee or something. Yeah. I quite like that. Yeah, Yeah. it's kind of of nice, isn't it? It's just, it's hard with music, isn't it? Because I think people feel really, really obliged to be like, yes, I need to make money out of this all Mm. the time. But then you've also got to think about like, what are you comfortable asking for? Yeah, 
Yeah, absolutely. I absolutely. do think something like this, the rewards are sometimes less obvious, you know, and I guess in terms of being out there and being visible is um, something that you have to yeah think about as well yeah oh my gosh it's like the one time i'm going to say this but it's the one time where everyone is seeing the power of exposure for once yeah you yeah. know like in, in the real world outside of lockdown we're always talking about like oh exposure can't pay your rent and all this stuff but you know we're all in the crap now aren't we so absolutely <laughs> yeah. and davina have you I've, I've just started zoom teaching online are you doing oh, any of that i did my first zoom lesson yesterday i would call it a success actually was pretty good. I liked that um, my student felt she couldn't distract me as easily as she normally does. She was very attentive. Yeah, she took it on board pretty quickly, actually. How about you? What what are your experiences with online teaching? Yeah. I quite enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it it makes back. (laughs) So (laughs) it's okay. It's it's going well. I felt really, really self-conscious for the first few, especially my favorite one was... uh, the first, I, I taught a brother and sister and, um, and they came up and they were, it was obviously in one of the spare rooms up at the top of the house. And so the sister had had her lesson. She said, all right, well, you know, I'm done now. Off I go. Uh, should I go and get my brother? I was like, yeah, yeah, great. So she said, well, I mean, I'll just leave you on here then, shall I? And uh, <laughs> so basically that poor kid, the brother, had to come into that back room and see my face sort of glaring out of the TV screen at him. It must have been awful, like just uh, this floating head on the screen. So that was great. So it, was, it was creepy for me, but obviously creepier for him, I assume. <laughs> yeah. Well, one thing I found quite weird was actually having to put on like proper clothes for the, for the lesson because I've basically been living in my pyjamas ever since this lockdown started. <laughs> actually, I quite enjoyed... Uh, when I taught online last week for that very reason that I actually had to look fairly respectable, you know, for once. Yeah, it's quite good. It's kind of like makes you sort yourself out a bit. I'm (laughs) going to get on with my day because I'm a professional. (laughs) (laughs) And the other thing I do as well, and I found myself doing, was making sure the camera angle was all good so the room looked nice, you know. Mm. I didn't want this kind of blank backdrop so I turned it all around and got it made it all look all nice by the bookshelf and that sort of thing I think yeah I think you've got to do that it's been quite tricky um for me so actually I took over uh teaching after Mark my husband he gave a lesson of course he's a double bass player so he can sit a lot higher and just (laughs) avoid all the unpacked boxes in our living room and then I sat down in exactly the same configuration and I thought I just thought this will not do (laughs) because <laughs> we don't even have any proper furniture in our living room at the moment i'm currently sitting on a garden chair we have bean bags because we haven't managed to get a sofa yet and all oh. our books are currently on the floor <laughs> oh, <laughs> how long have you been in your place it's not long is it a month oh, God. but then you know two weeks of that have been under sort of uh restrictions so, <gasps> yeah, quite so you're, tricky. you're in proper oh. shit christmas territory there <laughs> yeah I mean like the shops aren't even open properly and because we even did an Ikea order and we were expecting a bookshelf to arrive this weekend but they sent us an email saying we cannot deliver on your chosen date because of the restrictions so they're going to get in touch as to when they're going to deliver our bookcase so the the books are just going to have to live on the floor for the foreseeable future oh it's nice very bohemian though Oh, that, that's me. Yep. <laughs> um, and how's it going? You mentioned earlier loosely homeschooling your two sons because obviously almost every parent in the country is now in this situation where they have to homeschool their kids with just no warning, no training at all. 
How are you going about doing that? I, I refuse to use the word homeschool because I feel like that gives me too much responsibility on my shoulders. <laughs> you know, so like we just call it a bit of learning or whatever, a bit of home learning. It's been okay. I think yesterday was a terrible day. Um, but generally, <laughs> I think we've struck quite a nice balance. And actually, it feels really weird, doesn't it, to talk about the um, plus side of something that's horrific and is probably going to affect everyone's families however distantly so it feels strange to talk about the benefits of that but one of the benefits of this period of time is being around more mm. so it's been quite fun in some ways yeah. like the boys haven't gone to school and we've kind of all been in it together doing a bit of joe wicks in the morning mm. and uh yeah. yeah that gets yeah. you up so what's that like nine o'clock in the morning or something yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's, that's where the structure starts yeah the structure usually lasts like we're doing some duolingo have you heard of duolingo yeah yeah, yeah. the language yeah, app that's cool. been fun what language um, are the boys learning henry's doing french and it's hilarious he's you know i love the bit where you have to form the sentences he was writing he was freestyling in the other day started writing a sentence about an english mexican man boy oh uh, Sure. <laughs> yeah, they're always totally random. Like the monkey is sitting on the tree, and you're like, yeah. "This is a sentence I would use like yeah. every day in Paris." <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, 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 we're nailing it. Yeah. Yeah. Videos on Spanish, so we've, yeah. got, we've got a couple of languages going on. Yeah, but cool. yeah, it usually sort of falls apart by lunchtime. But I think it's quite <laughs> it's quite a happy household on the whole. Yeah, I, I, I'd say. Yeah. But you know, you have to keep reminding yourself. Like this is what week two we reckon, don't we? So yeah, you know things are yeah. going to be very different, and you're going to get past that stage where it's novel and fun, and it's yeah, I don't know, who knows? And sure, like I mean, what happens if we have to stay in our homes until September? Exactly. You know, like how oh. do we keep the longevity? How do we sustain this? But I guess for now, in a way, it's a really nice opportunity for you guys to be really engaged in your kids learning yeah absolutely and also because so much of the time with what we do where you're freelancing in particular you're just you could be taking on gigs so many evenings of the week or whatever you know and it's really exciting and really great but the flip side of that is that you might not really be around that much for bedtimes or bath times and and actually it's just quite lovely I never thought I'd say this but I'm saying it now, it's because I'm a good distance away from bath time. But actually, it's been nice to be part of that, that side of things as well. Actually, you know, ask me again tomorrow, I might give you a different answer. But <laughs> So, I mean, like, because I, I, I don't have kids, but when outside of lockdown times, is there a lot of juggling between the two of you as to, you know, who's going to be home on this night? This one's got a gig. What do you do if you've both got gigs? What do you do in those sorts of scenarios? It's very all or nothing, isn't it? Mm. Like we have periods of time where, well, my, my work, especially with the, the ballet orchestra, Birmingham Royal Ballet, uh, it's very in th sort of three or four blocks in a year. So there are really intense periods of time when I'm away a lot, but then there's also gaps, you know, it's almost like a sort of seasonal term sort of structure to it. So yeah, it's very all or nothing. But yeah, you're right. When we coincide on being busy, it can be a juggling act and you feel like that's the stage where as a musician and a parent, you feel like you're kind of failing on both levels because you're not quite prepared enough as a musician, but you're also being a crap parent. You know? <laughs> so, you know, that can be quite sort of a bit soul destroying sometimes, yeah. isn't it? That, that, that juggling act. Yeah. But mm. I think we, we do all right, really, but our boys 
especially Theo, our eldest, they're at the stage when they know fully how to manipulate us and they know they can feed on our slight paranoia or guilt. So he can like properly. Oh, like, yeah. What, what do you mean? Focus on that and <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, like, oh, yeah. mum, you've, you've not you've not read me a book for, for weeks or anything like that, you know. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. Yeah. Are you working again? You know. Oh, why do you have to work? Oh, yeah. no. I know it's awful. But so, oh, yeah, it's man. a juggling act. But um, yeah. I think, well, when Theo was born, he's our eldest and he's 10, Verity would take him around teaching like all the time, right from the word go. Mm. And you remember that as a really special time, mm. don't you? The good thing is, I mean, there's a few good things for it, is that they've been exposed to kind of variety and and having a flexible sort of timetable yeah, from yeah. from the word go which is great so they're very flexible about things and also have met so many people which is great so they're they're well socialized i'd say they're at ease with adults as yeah. well like when i was a kid i remember being te- i'd always just be hiding behind my mum's leg you know like terrified of chatting to an adult you know really antisocial little brat but um, they, our two at least are quite at ease in that because they've been in that sort of company. Like, I guess that's their normal, isn't it? So yeah. they, they're used to it from an early I do, I do remind them often, actually, that how lucky they are that we've got these sort of random jobs because, yeah, okay, so there's periods of time where we're rubbish. But at the same time, we're not doing that kind of um, morning commute, evening commute mm-hmm. kind of rigmarole you know, like a lot of people have to do, mm. you know, like getting on the tube at 6am or whatever. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, some parents that are always going to miss out on buff time, aren't they? Exactly, yeah. Or yeah. story time. Whereas yeah, you guys might miss they, that sometimes, but then you'll you make it up at a different they could, time. They could never, they, they could have no routine really in their life, do they? I mean, yeah. uh, and they, they probably hate that at the moment, but I hope that they'll look back and think, at least that things were a bit diverse at home, you know? Mm. Never quite knew what was going on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think also you hope that it's opening their mind, isn't it, to kind of more tolerances to the different lifestyles that people have in the world. It's not like yeah. just this one thing. Yeah. Yes, let's hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I will tell. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, you guys, you guys are amazing because, like, I don't really know. Well, I'm a little, I'm a little bit younger than you guys, not by that much, but I don't know a lot. lucky lucky thing you but I I don't know that many you know musician couples that have two kids and make it work in the way you do so you know well I'm glad I'm glad the facade hasn't slipped entirely yet you weren't weren't privy to the little argument about who hadn't charged the uh, macbook up for this interview (laughs) and just to make it clear it was Rob that's it you know enough said yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this is quite lockdown themed obviously yeah what mm-hmm. non-musical pursuits have you been doing in this weird time well fitness like we were talking about the joe wicks class oh, we're yeah. doing with the kids i've finally got back into running properly again weren't you going to do a half marathon at some point yeah, I mean, I was signed up for that. I do the Hackney Half Marathon every year, and I was going to be doing that one again this year. Mm-hmm. But I've got to be honest, it was in May, and oh, I would have been cutting it fine to be fit enough properly for that. So it's in a way, it's worked slightly in my favour. <laughs> I might be ready now for the next right. one. Yeah. Whenever that is. My fitness has kind of gone up. I've got, I've got good intentions getting back into it, but mine's not been so good. It's been a bit more conscientious. 
I've got a lot of books to read though, because I was in a book club up the road at a place called Phlox Books, which was meeting every month. And sadly that stopped. But yeah, I've got some nice books to read. Yeah, there's there's loads to do actually. Mm, yeah. Drinking. 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 Oh yeah, uh, yes. Of course, because Verity, you're undergoing your training. For... Uh, I am. I'm a qualified drinker. I... <laughs> Some might say overqualified. No, I, <laughs> I am. I'm in the middle of, well, I'm just about to embark on WSET level three wine tasting. And I'm so excited. It's really fun. I'm going to in fact I've just sent a message out to some of my fellow tasters I was going to say drinkers <laughs> to, to try and set up some zoom meetings to do some tastings in advance oh, that's really I cool love it. <laughs> I just love wine love it <laughs> and rightly so uh, how, how many years have you been doing this training for now Oh, like maybe 18 months. I think the first course I did was a really short one. Thing is, we've got this great wine shop up there called Yardarm and the woman who owns it and runs it with her husband, she's just fantastic. And she's obviously qualified. She's done all the levels and she's about to do her master of wine. She's just, she's brilliant. And she's so enthused by it. So when she started running courses, I used to sign up for them, the the one-off courses and then I did my level one which was over three weeks and then last year I did my level two which was over 10 weeks with an exam at the end and I know it's really sad but I got a massive kick out of revising and doing an exam which probably says a lot about how sad I am but no um, no that's not sad at all in fact I think you could impart that knowledge to your students the kids that don't want to do an exam and be like look it's a good thing to work towards I mean why not (laughs) Yes. You got a distinction, Verity, didn't you? I did get a distinction. <laughs> Your first ever distinction. I tell you what, Rob, I never tire of that gag. <laughs> it's good, isn't it? <laughs> it's, a good, it's a good one, yeah. <laughs> so what is it you're drinking tonight then? Well, oh, we've got a nice little Italian number. It is, it's an organic, hang on, let me get, make sure I get this right. It's called Cielo Bianco and it's from 2018. It's really nice, actually. I reckon it's you Sicilian. Should, you should give a wine tip. Oh, you want a wine tip? Can I yes, give you a please. wine tip? What do you want, red or white? What would you? What sort well, of thing do you like? I'm currently drinking a red, so Whoa. I'm drinking a French red at the moment. Mm. I don't know anything about wine, so any tips, welcome. Do you like something quite light, like an easy drinker, or do you like something a bit heavier with a bit of body? Well, nothing too heavy, I think. Yeah. Because I remember I went to South Africa, and we had these wine tastings, and I had a pinotage for the first time in my life. And was like, boh, straight afterwards. <laughs> yeah. Fair um, enough. Yeah. So um, something, something a bit lighter. Oh, yeah. I mean, like a red burgundy, something like that. So like a Pinot Noir, that is. And you can get some amazing Pinot Noir. Yeah. Uh, it, so anything really, oh, something from Burgundy, maybe with a bit of age on it. That's lovely. Oh, I tell you what we've been having. Douro, a, a Portuguese Douro. I love them. They're great. Not too heavy. Delicious. Brilliant. I remember you told me this several months ago. What's that phrase that wine people quite often say? Forest floor. Oh, I'm so proud of you for remembering that. I've been touting <laughs> that phrase around for months. I knew in the end it was somebody would take. Well done. Thanks. Thanks, Davina. Yeah. And, and, but what does it mean? Well, forest floor. In fact, funny, funny you should mention that because in fact, Pinot Noir, when it's been aged for a while, uh, it can get those tones of forest floor. I don't know. I just yeah. always think about like, like mushroomy 
sort of because okay. I'm not selling it, am I? I'm not well, <laughs> well, I, I I'm not really familiar with the taste of a forest floor. Get yourself an aged uh, Burgundy, and uh, yeah, you, you, suddenly you'll you'll get it. You'll hear okay. it. Okay, so I'm thinking like mushrooms. I'm thinking like leaves. Yeah, moss. Yeah. Mossy. Yeah, I'd say that's earthy. A <laughs> little bit earthy. Okay, yeah, interesting. <laughs> Some good adjectives throwing around. Well, I'll get I'll get an earthy Burgundy, and I'll I'll keep you posted. <laughs> So if you're familiar with the podcast, you'll know that mm. each episode I have the wild card question round. <gasps> Ooh. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, I've, I've listened back to a couple of these. Oh, excellent. <laughs> so you know what to expect. I'm ter- a bit terrified of this bit, yeah. Oh, really? Oh, don't <laughs> yeah. be terrified. Everyone is always terrified, but I think it's because people fear the unknown. But yeah. really, we are in the most unknown period of our lives right now. So can't be yeah. worse than that. Exactly. Quite right. Bring it on. So this is your opportunity to choose what I ask you next based on what's well, usually three choices, but I wrote down four this time. I think oh. because there's <laughs> I think because there's two of you, so you get to go one at a time. So okay. Rob, how about you go first? You get your choice from the following topics. Can't live without things I miss and what's cooking. Actually, I lie. That was only three. For some reason, I thought I'd written down four. It's just three. Can't live without. Okay. So what's one thing you can't live without in lockdown? Okay. Coffee. I mean, I can't live without coffee in everyday life, but I think lockdown without that, that would be a bit of a nightmare. I've got to be caffeinated. Yeah. How many cups are you drinking currently a day? I think I'm on a healthy three, four a day. I've got some nice all-pressed beans. I think that's New Zealand. That's an, that is a New Zealand company. Yeah, my cafe down the road from um, where I grew up regularly serves that. In fact, loads of cafes in New Zealand. So I was overjoyed when I started seeing it pop up around in London cafes. Yeah, they're pretty big over here, actually. They've got a big roastery in um, Dalston. Mm-hmm. Really nice cafe as well you can go and sit in. Yes, yeah, so I've got some all-pressed beans. I like has been for online stuff. Yeah. yeah, I couldn't do. I couldn't live without coffee. It's a bad day if I've run out. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm exactly the same. I don't function if I haven't had coffee. I start getting headaches and I start thinking I'm dying. It's terrible. <laughs> I, have start, I have to start the day with the coffee, actually. I've got a bit of a distrust of people that start the day with a mug of tea. Oh, well, yeah, I can't do that. There are people like, oh, I've got to have my tea in the morning. I'm like, it's not <laughs> enough. It's not enough. I need more than that. I need the hard stuff. So run us through your morning coffee routine. What's your brewing process? Oh, okay. Uh, in the morning, generally, I've got a Ranchilio Silvia espresso machine. It's the first thing I do if I come downstairs with the boys or whatever, switch that on. Uh, make a couple of flat whites for Verity and me. <laughs> Once we're sorted, I start thinking about making the boys breakfast. But yeah, they can wait. It's always, <laughs> it's always a flat white to start with. Nice. I've got I've got a few different brewing methods. I've got Chemex and an AeroPress and that sort of thing. But yeah, I start pretty old school, really flat white. Oh, I reckon you guys would love New Zealand. Amazing yeah. flat whites oh. everywhere. Oh. Yeah. Yes, That's the origin really. I'd love yeah. to go. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> One day post lockdown. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> uh. All right, Verity, it's your turn for the wild card question oh, round. Gold. So I, uh, it's, it's okay. You already know what the choices are because I read them out before. So they're the same. <laughs> <laughs> There's can't live without things I miss and what's cooking. Things I miss. Tentative. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Tell me one thing you miss from pre-lockdown times that you can't get anymore. Well, I mean, this th- I was saying this to Rob, and I, I don't know if I sound like a, a complete weirdo saying this, but I'm a really tactile person, and I find it really, really difficult when I see people not to, like, like I don't know, just, like, touch their arm or give them a hug or something, and I find it's awful. I know that sound makes me sound like a massive weirdo, but I... <laughs> I really just, I hate, I find it so hard. Some friends of ours came around to drop some things that they knocked at the door and then went back and stood at the gate. And I just found it so strange that I couldn't go near them. And it's even things like, you know, when you pass people in the street, when we're doing our daily jaunt out of the house with the boys, um, it feels really strange having to walk such a long way around them and, and to try to avoid people. As somebody who is probably too touchy... <laughs> So actually, this is lovely for everyone else that I'm not allowed to, but it's a terrible thing for me. <laughs> You're a demon on society. No. <laughs> yeah. I agree. It is hard not to, well, I mean, I haven't seen anyone apart from my husband and my cat for however many weeks now, but, you know, like hugging friends, right? Or just like touching someone on the arm. It's a big thing. And as you say, like going extra lengths to avoid people so I was in my local convenience store the other day and there was a man standing like a, you know two meters away as you're supposed to be and this woman who was two meters away also needed to get past and was like excuse me can you move out of the way and it just felt really really strange obviously she was doing the right thing but yeah. it felt really weird to not be able to just sidle past without saying Absolutely. anything at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It really does. It's so unnatural, isn't it? And I wonder how we'll all be when we come out the other side of it, whether we'll still be really unnaturally <laughs> no, keeping back from people or whether whether we'll fully embrace it again. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> oh. Okay, so I'm really aware that your battery is running out of power, so we'll <laughs> wrap things up. Thank you so much for joining me on my first remote podcast recording. And where can people follow you guys for future isolation sessions? They can find us on Instagram. Well, Instagram at at estilostring4. And Facebook uh, is facebook.com forward slash estilostring4. And uh, also we're going to make cocktails as well. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. We're getting a bit sort of cocky now. So we're going to start doing things like <laughs> I'm going to make an espresso martini and we're going to play as well. But, and yeah. then I'm going to play Handel Halverson. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Actually, exactly. I really want to do that. But, um, you know, I... <laughs> this is your time to find out. I mean, this is my first boozy <laughs> podcast recording I've done. And I think Wait. it's gone really, really well. <laughs> I'm surprised you haven't chosen to sing us a song to be honest oh, no, 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 no. Let, let's not let's let's not go down that road <laughs> thank you so much for joining me on the podcast thanks for having us it's thank been loads of fun yeah cheers cheers, cheers.
That was Rob and Verity with Notes of Forest Floor. This episode's Music College Didn't Prepare Me comes from horn player Chrissy Ranson. Music College Didn't Prepare Me for the time I'd been asked to play with a comedy ensemble called The Mystery Fax Machine Orchestra. I'd just moved to London following my studies and I'd been conditioned to politely ask the fixer, what's the repertoire, as soon as I knew I was booked for an orchestra. I wanted to be prepared, after all. I got the reply, no classical, followed by a list of pop songs I hadn't learned in college and had no idea what to expect. I turned up at the 100 Club on Oxford Street, which was one of the coolest venues I'd ever been to, and nothing in my music education could have prepped me for that, seeing as I was new to town. Turns out the event was karaoke with a live orchestra and a load of famous comedians. There was definitely an element of surprise and having to be ready to play anything that was chosen on the spot, whilst playing it cool in front of these incredibly funny people. Professional sight-reading at its best. I've since gone on to play at more of these events that have featured the likes of Phil Jupitus, Sarah Pascoe, Tim Vine and Lloyd Grossman. It sounds like a panel on QI with a side of pasta sauce. I will say, though, that Music College did prepare me for the generous beer rider that was provided at the gig. Hey, cheers. Thank you, Chrissy, for that lovely account of the good old days when we got to perform in awesome venues and meet inspiring people. Remember that? Having work? <laughs> I saw the aforementioned Sarah Pascoe once at a recording of a little podcast called The Guilty Feminist. You might have heard of it. I love her. She has this bit about thoughts in your head while you're doing yoga and how at the end of a yoga session, everyone goes into Shavasana, which means the yoga is over. And speaking of Shavasana, it's time to settle into the Shavasana of this podcast as we come to the end of another episode. Special thanks to Ros Nagy for my logo and Daniel Elms for my jingle. Tremendous thanks to Rob and Verity for being my first ever remote podcast guests and sharing their experiences with me over Zoom wine. And as always, thank you for listening and continuing to tune in during this very strange time for us all. Do get in touch to let me know what you've been doing during lockdown or if you have an experience music college didn't prepare you for. You can email me at asitcomespodcast at gmail.com. Like and follow the podcast on Facebook and Instagram at As It Comes Pod. Remember to rate and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts and spread the word. Chat to you soon. Bye.